Welcome to the Night Show by Sophia, Conan, Ellery, and Amy. Welcome to the first podcast in a series of three where we'll be discussing night, we'll be discussing pages one through 23. Um, the first discussion question is, why do you think the people did not believe Moish um, and would you? I think the people did not believe him because they thought um, he was going crazy and he was just trying to grab people's attention. Mm-hmm. Just asking for pity. I wouldn't believe him, honestly, too, because I would have thought he was acting crazy, too. Telling all that people got killed, it would just seem too crazy for me. Yeah, especially because like they hadn't seen anything that was going on yet and they hadn't experienced mm-hmm. it yet. So I wouldn't have believed him either. Yeah. yeah. Also, he was homeless before he left, so it, he could like be just asking for charity in their eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to the next discussion question: Why were these people so hopeful about their situation? Like they had strict rules, strict curfews. They were put in ghettos. They met German soldiers, but they were still so hopeful and happy and optimistic. Why? Well, I think, think you can go. Uh, I think part of it is like how the Germans acted because um, in the beginning, all of them like were sort of acting nice and um, all of the people in the town like welcomed them into their homes like openly and they're all like, oh, they're so charismatic and they're such nice people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, the Germans or the Nazis gained their trust to start and then they 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 gained their trust so they just thought that they were nice people that they wouldn't be able to do such horrible things no harm to them mm-hmm. yeah. then the next question is do you think that the people should have listened to moish when he warned them about what was happening outside of the town yeah they probably should have listened to him because maybe they could have had a chance to flee yeah if they themselves. If they had listened to him, then they would have known that the German, that the Nazis were just being nice as a show and that they weren't actually good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was a problem. The next question is, why do you think the German officers were acting nice in the beginning of the book? I think they were probably trying to gain trust so that they would, like, slowly but surely, they would, like, put them in the ghettos and they'd like set up rules for them so they were just trying to gain trust at the beginning i think i'll trick them maybe slowly just do this and that and then move on to killing them exterminating them yeah i agree with that and plus like if they needed somewhere to stay in the town it would be easier to stay with someone who like likes you rather <laughs> instead of like this like yeah yeah Okay, so the next question is, um, the author emphasizes his father's quote, um, the yellow star, so what, it's not lethal. And then he emphasizes it by putting in parentheses under it, poor father, of what then did you die? Why did the author add this and what do you think it means? Poor father, what then did you die? Well, obviously the yellow star was the beginning. 
you know, kind of like the beginning of separating the Jews, killing them. So I guess the the author was kind of like, oh, my father was so stupid, maybe at that time, so naive, maybe something like that. Yeah, I think he's trying to say that he's naive and that that's just the first step of dehumanizing the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think like why he says, um, the author says, of what de- of what then did you die? Um, he basically means like um, they were being killed because they are Jews. So technically the yellow star is lethal in a way. Yeah, but I yeah. guess they didn't see it at that time since yeah. they were so optimistic. Yeah, and it's just a little thing. Like, they just kept on putting, like, go a little bit more off the cliff Mm -hmm. at a time. Every little rule they make. So every single rule looks okay, but then when you put them all together, it looks like the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the steps. And moving on to the second question. The main character often told the thoughts of others, but I didn't really read about the main character's own thoughts about the situation. Of course, he did share some of his thoughts, but he never really shared, like, what was his thoughts about the situation in the ghettos? Was he happy about that, too? Was he optimistic? Or maybe had secret worries that he didn't want people to know? Well... I think that he just believed whatever his parents told him, like for the most part, because Uh-oh. because he was he was only thirteen, so he's still a teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, it's not like he could think I, for himself that much. I agree with that, especially because I think why he says like so many other people thought instead of his own is that he's kind of just going along with everyone what everyone else is, says instead of like what he specifically thinks uh, I, so I guess he- uh, I don't too. think that he's really um, decided on whether uh, yeah I think he hasn't made up his own decision yet and he's just still like He's still trying to understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. still a little shocked about like it was happening so fast, like you described in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the next question is: the author often talks about optimism. What would you have felt in this situation? Would you have been optimistic? I would definitely have been really worried i'm just that kind of person where i worry about every single thing but if the people around me did act very optimistic and oh we're gonna win the war it's okay we're gonna live i probably would have been optimistic too i probably wouldn't have worried that much and be like okay so everything's gonna be fine I <laughs> yeah think i, I agree. probably would have been optimistic because everyone else around me was so i'd probably just yeah i think I would, well because also, like, it's not like they did everything at once. They did it all, like, little by little. Even though they did it fast, it's not like they gave them all the rules, like their curfew and the ghetto and the yellow star at the same time. Yeah. They gave like, little by little, so they gave you just... Yeah, slowly but surely. Right, they so... gradually introduced, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next question is, how did the author contrast contrast night and day? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, obviously, during the daytime, the author described like, oh, they shared cheerful greetings. Children were playing outside, the brilliant blue sky. But I'm not sure about the night. I don't know if he described the night. I think at night, they made it more like 
um like they ask a lot or like they try and think what will happen tomorrow and they're like will tomorrow be the day that we're forced to leave or stuff like that so when night comes it's basically uh, yeah. like a waiting game instead of during mm-hmm. the day yeah I yeah, think during, that... yeah during the day they're with everybody else and everyone makes them feel optimistic but then when they're at, at night when they're just with their family they start to worry about everything mm-hmm. like the silent dinner so they're just silent while eating a little worried yeah, because yeah, at night they start to lose faith. And... Yeah. Because yeah. during the day they have everyone else to convince them that it's okay and they're all convincing each other even though they all know deep down that what's happening isn't good. So when they're just by themselves or with their family they don't know what to say because they know what's happening is bad But and they're mm-hmm. trying to make it feel better in their mind. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Also at night is when they found out, like when the father found out that they had to be deported. Oh yeah, transported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the night is like connected to like the bad, and the day is connected to the good, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, except for the time when they were under the blazing sun when they were waiting to leave. I guess that's the only part that was negative and then the other parts were just cheerful but positive tones everywhere right so maybe as the story continues on it will eventually like the dynamic will change so it Mm -hmm. will start to be rough during the day and not so much at night Mm -hmm. yeah that that would be a good contrast between like what it was like before before the nazis and then what it was like after the nazis yeah So um, we've only been recording for 10 minutes, so we need at least five more minutes. Five more minutes? Um, there's one thing I noticed throughout the book is that the first part was um, just normal life. The main character liked to study. He found masters that were studying. And then the plot changed so quickly. Like the Jews suddenly were sent away. There were tears. And I thought that was like really weird how the plot changed in just wait, one page turn. Yeah, also the way that um, uh, Moish changes, like at the beginning, he's talking about like his religion and he's like teaching, teaching Ellie. But then, Mm -hmm. but then at the end, all he talks about is death and he he's like, like not depressed, but he he knows what's happening and he doesn't really care about his own life anymore. And he's just trying to convince everybody else. Do you guys think that that might have been like foreshadowing? So like. So Moish used to be very optimistic and very knowledgeable about everything. And then once he came back and survived, he was very closed off. Do you think that was foreshadowing for what will happen to like the family and the town? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Because when Moish was talking, he was like, like after the, after the, after he he survived the, the shooting or whatever, um, he was all depressed and only th- focusing on the bad. And then when the people were out in the blazing sun in the lines, they all, were all, they all thought like Moish did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't like Moish uh, didn't uh, tell the people, I told you so, and then just ran away. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Moish might have been like symbolism of all Jews during that time because they were mm-hmm. all forced to believe something other than what they originally did. 
Yeah, which was like happy thoughts, but now it's suddenly death everywhere. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't have believed him. I'm actually um, curious how Moish survived. If the soldiers shot them one by one, I'm wondering, did he just run away or maybe soldier? I think he was didn't... shot in the leg. So like it didn't kill him. So he was just wounded. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It said in the book that he was shot in the leg and then he had to like dig himself out of the pile of dead people. Yeah. Oh. So that's probably think, traumatic. I think that also makes it so the reader like un- kind of like it sets a picture in your mind of everybody standing in front of a grave getting shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one gets super lucky and you only get shot in the leg. Yeah, they were digging their own graves. That's pretty scary. <laughs> but then the worst part is he survives all that and then he goes back to his hometown to warn them and none of them mm-hmm. believe. Why do you think no, the no. author added that bit in? Of Moish warning others and not believing him? Yeah, like why do you think they added him in in general if he was just gonna like come back and warn them? No one I guess maybe them. to show how these people were so optimistic, or maybe they had a lot of delusions, probably. To show how naive they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think also it's for the foreshadowing reason, like, to show what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Why do you think the author put in the part about the Nazis using the babies as target practice? That was a horrifying detail. I think pretty much for that reason, to get that reaction from the reader, (laughs) to basically just show you to, like, the extent of what was was happening, yeah. Yeah, also, like, by by telling you that, that just adds another layer of how the Nazis dehumanized Mm -hmm. the Jewish people by their babies instead of being, like, a cute baby or anything. It's, now it's just, like, a target. (laughs) Or maybe to also show the people why they didn't believe Moish at first. Because if someone told me that people started shooting babies, I would be hesitant to believe them too. So maybe to show how these people didn't believe right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely would be hesitant. That's crazy. Shooting babies? Oh my gosh. That's not why do you think the author repeats where he where he was like born and where he lived and like how his community was like he repeats it one like three or four times throughout the book at different points really maybe like so later on to show like what he's lost almost so like talking about where he came from and how his life used to be in contrast to how it will be. Yeah, maybe to show oh, yeah. the changes and to remind you how like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, before they were about to leave, he described how they were leaving their childhood. So I guess kind of to incite that feeling. And also how the community changed overall, how people who were all optimistic and that kind of thing and how it was all like a very tight community like, I think further along in the book, they're going to tell it, they're going to show us, like, the contrast to, to that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thanks for joining our podcast and come again next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening.